Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This would be the Jeff Cameron Show right here on 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. It is great to be with you. As always, thanks for joining us. Hope you're well on this Balls Wednesday. Speaking of which, he's that first part to talk about how hot it is. But nobody wants to do that. <laughs> Uh, don't forget, by the way, if you're watching on Warchant TV, like and subscribe, share, uh, and and pass it around. I could make another joke there. But the uh, the day is upon us here. I knew it was going to happen, Tom. I saw the headline this morning in the Miami Herald, NCAA in Miami to talk NIL deals with the university. Hmm. Well, it turns out, if you flaunt that you're blatantly cheating and breaking NIL rules <laughs> and the booster paying this tells you he's doing it, that, that maybe they do come to town. They would come to town. It's just what will the deterrent be? What can they do? And if no, they do well, something yeah. with teeth, uh, they would do it to Miami. There's no doubt they would do it well, specifically to the University of Miami. Because they were the most blatant and like celebrated. I think also because they have a long memory and they remember how, based upon a technicality, which is the NCAA was cutting corners, right? they well, weren't able to levy anything for the black cloud that hung over the program, football program specifically, with basketball for the entirety of Al Golden's tenure down there. I was proud of the way they butchered that investigation because it ruined any chance they had to be successful. It was just this tenuous, omnipresent, like, oh, yeah, we don't know. You may never go to a bowl while you're here. We can't finish up this investigation. I have no idea. <laughs> oh, okay. And Al looks so desperate. The used car salesman that he was with that tie, that windblown hair. He's been on the blacktop all day. It's 98 and humid, and he cannot sell this Volvo. Damn it, man. Help me. He fit in so many places in the working profession. There are some guys that only look like one thing. But yeah. Al Golden could have been a manager at your local 24-hour diner. He could be at your local rental car place. Or the one specifically at the airport. When you go to the airport, like, yeah. that guy looks trustworthy. I think, I, you know what? I might be coming back here. I know the service was terrible, but he looks like he has it on, on lock here. He seems to have a clue what's going on here? Yeah. I, I, I Real quick story on that, by the way. I went to a... Uh, a, a car center in Spokane when I when I landed out in Washington um, it, a couple months back, and it, we we didn't get in until it was like eleven forty five their time at night, 
And so there's one dude there. It's quite, There's nobody in Spokane. It's just a ridiculous place. But anyhow, I go walking up to the counter, and that poor bastard looked beleaguered like, yep, yep, I'm working at the Ace or the Avis here in the uh, Spokane airport at 11.45 on a Wednesday. That's, I, it's what you think it is, sir. I, it's the look. <laughs> I got out at 2. I used to have the 2-7 to seven shift. <laughs> so. I wanted to give him a hug. Like that guy, you're talking about Al Golden wore it. Like he many fit, he could be yes. any number of professions. Yes. This guy had the look of a person. If I said to you, what do you picture the guy who works at an Avis at eleven forty five at night in Spokane, Washington? If you saw this guy, you go, That guy. It looks like that guy. He it was so perfectly I was like, you would be cast. Like if I was in a movie and we had to be in a Spokane airport at an Avis, you'd be the guy. You'd get the job because it was just this frumpy, my life has sucked to this point. That's how I ended up here, stuck in Spokane at an Avis at 1140. It was just like, damn it, sir. How was his service? Oh, it was good. He didn't have to worry about, uh, you know, bustling about. It was just me. He's like, oh, yeah, you're in the computer. I was like, good. It's the only profession in which you hear key clicking, keyboard clicking, more than a front desk at a hotel. That's is true. the rental car. Yeah, it's an unbelievable amount of They must have to fill out 700 forms for you to be able to rent that car. It's amazing. Maybe it's like your password is you have to hit zero 52 times yeah. before then you're allowed to put any information in. You want to open the show with what them kids doing? It's been a minute since I we mean, broke it damn, out. I mean, damn, man. I love doing it for gigantic defensive tackles. I you The quickest way to get me to, to lock into recruiting and to talk – and to do a what them kids do in segment is if it's a giant defensive tackle or offensive lineman, really the offensive and defensive lines, the interior of the line, I will do it immediately. Go. Hello once again, friends. It's time for What Them Kids Doing. Look at that jibber jabber jib. What's that kid bitch? How fast is he rolling? Hey, uh, who, who, who let you in here? Look at him. I bet he can bitch a lot. What them kids doing, Jeff? Well, it is time for What Them Kids Doing, and uh, this this particular kid, I have Bobby Tafasi, is six foot five, 300 pounds. That is, Tom, as we used to say. All right, that's a big man. Indeed, that is a big man. That is a giant man. Now, if we can reshape some of the mass on Tafasi's figure to be a bit more chiseled, uh, we may have something here. And I think I think this is something to get excited about. Uh, I don't know that I'm not trying to tell you he's a five star because he's not. He's a he's a three star prospect according to rivals. Um, but he is a massive individual who I think would have been better thought of had his situation academically been a bit clearer. Uh, I, I, he's a kid that uh, some others were on and liked, but weren't real sure about because they didn't know whether or not he was going to be eligible. Uh, things seem to be working well in that department. Yeah, and it's also a reclassification situation. You That's know, correct. The, the rankings would be more formulated if he played one more season in high school correct. and you'd have a better idea of what he was in terms of blue chip or no blue chip. Yeah. But reclassified, yeah. he's supposed to be moving to Tallahassee today. He had a signing ceremony yesterday or early this morning, whichever Let's go. it was. Let's go. Yeah, this is um, the type of player that you take a big swing on, and if you hit on, then 
this gives you the leg up you need when you are operating in the second tier or the third tier of college football. Well, I'll just say this. I mean, look, man, uh, it's not as if Arkansas doesn't have good football players these days or that Virginia Tech is lacking, and those are two of the schools that he could have chosen that were heavily recruiting him uh, along with us. Now, are there some smaller schools on that list that you kind of roll your eyes at? Sure, yes. If you see UConn or whomever, you're like, oh, okay, well, yeah, we beat out them. But SEC schools, uh, a prominent member of the uh, ACC and Virginia Tech is is typically one of the better programs in the league. Okay, beating them out is satisfactory. It's not like, oh. Well, and it's his footprint, too, up there, DMV area. So you're able to pull him from DMV. Uh, his connection with Odell, obviously. Anytime you see a defensive tackle commit to us, that's a winner. Odell used to do some serious work up there about nine, ten years ago in terms of recruiting big-time players like Eddie Goldman is one of those examples. But the thing that I like about this particular commit is you already have two true freshmen on the roster who that showed you like, up. That you like. They were awesome in spring camp. They were very good, yeah. Daniel Lyons, Bishop Thomas are very good football players. They we need think to get, they're going to be, yes. Yeah, they got to get refined. Mm-hmm. They do. But they already know how to beat grown-ass men in the trenches as 18-year-olds in a spring camp But when they should be a prom. That's pretty cool. Yeah, so, no, I, I like their potential. I just I don't want them to have to play right away. I'm tired of that cycle as well, so we just need to – it's going to be a little while till we see them. No, sure. They're yeah. sixth or seventh on the list, but what I'm saying is you don't have to take this kid if you don't think he's a fit because you have two players that are on campus as true freshmen. So if you wanted to wait for somebody who was a better fit in December, you could have. They clearly must like this kid if they're going to allow him to reclassify and get on campus right away. Yeah, and 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 good for good for uh, Odell here. Uh, I you know I really really like Odell, and I, the career he's had here is uh, exemplary. And and you know, listen, he's in the twilight of his career, um, but he's still doing a good job. You know, it, it's you you think about the defensive line the last few years, and and you know some have obviously been better than others. The defense as a whole hasn't been very good, uh, but it hasn't really been because of the guys up front. They haven't been awful. You know, I can pinpoint linebacker for a long time and prior to having Jermaine off the edge we weren't exactly lighting it up off the edge with anybody else um consistently and then of course we know that secondary has just been bad so I I haven't really laid the blame on Odell the way that I have certain other segment groups and certain other coaches so good for him I I I trust him is what I'm getting at and I think moreover um, I love when you read quotes like this because I think this is at the heart of recruiting, and I think it's it's the thing that does tend to resonate with people even still. There are a lot of things that we don't like in the modern era about the way college football is conducted, uh, the way that recruiting goes down, uh, the aforementioned NIL and the stuff we were just talking about. But when you hear a kid talk about, well, you know, when asked uh, about uh, why, why Florida State and, and what his meeting was like with Odell, he basically said, well, we talked about relationship, love, and football. That's it. Relationships, love, and football. All right. there. What else is there, buddy? That's a shirt. Good for you. Odell should wear that shirt. Maybe that should be the motto for this year. Yeah. Relationships, love, ball. No, I don't want to add to it because I think if you wore that shirt with the seasons we've had, we'd be looking at it with a jaundice eye as opposed to celebrating the three words. We'd be like, really? That's what it is, huh? Not wins? Well, I mean, it could Not be. Kicking ass. Look, if it goes bad in December, it's breakups, anger, and football. So, you know, it's just one of the three stays the same, and then two of the three change. Oh man! So, congratulations. There's a little what them kids doing. Uh, we haven't done it in a while, and that's you know, it's it's good to be able to find that uh, at a day where we could use a little boost. We got a six foot five, three hundred pound defensive tackle. All right, young man. Let's uh, see it through. We were tasked with um, putting together 
forming our top 40 list. Yeah, I saw that email. I was devastated. Uh, Were you? Yeah, I, I don't like the exercise. Oh, boy. Um, it's, it's fine. We've done it forever. Uh, I, I always participate because uh, even before I was an employee, they would ask me to do it, and I loved doing it in the sense that um, you know I like to be part of uh, uh, any sort of analysis involving Florida State football. It's partly my job. Uh, and but I'm, not this one. Huh? And I'm passionate about it. No, because the last three years, if you've made that top 40 list like <laughs> I have, you wept. Uh, as you made the list, you got past the seventh best player, and you went, Jesus, God. This is uh, this is awful, and, and so hold on. Let me finish my point. I saw the email and I went, "Damn it! I gotta sit down and come up with forty. We don't even have five good players, and I gotta do forty. And I'm sitting there thinking about it, and then I thought, "Screw you, Cameron. That's not what we do. This is a better year. This is a slightly better roster. Perhaps the exercise this time around is not one that depresses you. Is not one that." you know, feels like an exercise of futility, but rather one that enlightens a little. Maybe I'll sit down and I'll finish the top 40 and I'll look at that roster or the list of 40 anyhow and say, all right, a little bit of progress, a little bit, a little bit. You will. I've already put together a preliminary. You did your 40? No, I haven't submitted it. Good God, sir. You it, just... It's a rough draft. You Christmas treed the 40. <laughs> I did not Christmas tree the 40. <laughs> <laughs> but when we were talking about defensive tackles, one name popped in my head. I'm like, ooh, I got a in the 30s maybe in the category for Jared Jackson. Like, there's a guy who might have an impact once every month, but he'll have a big one because when he flashes, it is dominant looking, and, and that could be yeah. a difference maker. But I could tell you that I got well into the teens, maybe the early 20s, before I got to, eh, uh, I guess I could put that guy Oh, there. once you get past 20, you got to be like, eh. But you know what? You're right. Three years in a row, it would be you get to 11. You're like, oh, man. I'm telling I you, no I, I'm not now even Now you're kidding. into the high teens, low 20s. That's yeah, good. Man. It's it, good. It broke my heart. I, I mean, the last three years I've sat there and had to do this, I've gotten that same email from Gene, and I've sat down. I'm like, oh, man, 40? I don't, how am I supposed to write 40 names on this list? Like, we've got, you know, there's these three. <laughs> I mean, that's what I was doing. I was like, these three. These are the good three. Um but, you know, finally, I was kind of like, uh, I kind of, you know what I did? I did that thing that we should all do, which is not be emotional in the moment. I got up, and I went and poured another cup of coffee. I like coffee. Over under your second and a half cup of coffee for the day. It was day. over. It okay. was my third, third cup. cup. My all third right. and final cup All right. after I saw that email. My third and final cup of coffee for the day. Uh, and, I, and, I, and I went into the kitchen, and I poured said cup of coffee, and I pondered the the world, and uh, sip that coffee, as I want to do, thinking about just kind of a, a, a cursory, in my mind, kind of a, a, a snapshot, Tom, of that that list. And whereas in the past, when I did the snapshot, I'd see five names, three names, seven names. I saw about 15. There you it, go. About, about 15 popped up, and I went, oh, okay. Yep. Okay, that's good. So there it is. There, there, there's 15. Yeah, in that range on this Are list, you looking in, on that in no roster? particular order, uh, you know, you got Knowles, Orkeem Dent, Treshawn, Derek McClendon. Trey Benson? Trey Benson was... Uh, oh, buddy, put him on the list. He, oh, he's, he's above this group. Oh, okay, he's good. Above this group. He's high on the list. Because Gene's criteria. See, I've done I this. want us to define our terms. Right. Well, he said impact this year. And so me, for my rule, it's going to be the impact that you, that's felt on the field or when you're not on the field. 
So what's the drop? Oh, meaning, oh, meaning yeah, if you're not on the field, there's an impact to you not playing. There are some positions where there might be better players than some of the guys I listed higher. But if you lose a defensive tackle, for example, if Big Coop's out for a week, you can handle that. If Jordan Travis is, no, you can't. Yeah, not if likely. If Tatum Bethune you're, is, you, mm, that's going to be really tough. Yeah, it's a tough If Micah Pittman's out for a week, that's going to be really – like those – That that's basically my criteria for this year. So you start with Jordan Travis at number one because if Got he to. goes down, your team is – it doesn't even matter if you think he's good or bad or somewhere in between. Impact like the, is the word. The bottom line, impact is the word. Okay, so I like this exercise that we're better defining, and I think it's important because people oftentimes see that list – and they're like, you really think so-and-so is the third best player on the team? I'm like, no, no, I don't. I just know that there's nobody behind his ass, and if we go into a game and he's not playing, we lose. So that at that point, by definition, Jordan Travis has to be number one. Nobody will not have him number one. Now, where it gets interesting is from there, because I think there is room, plenty of room uh, for debate about uh, what we do from there, about who's the in terms of impact. Because of depleted position, right. Elite, right? You know weaknesses and strengths, and you can look like there could be a kid that you know is athletically gifted, uh, probably more than uh, seven other guys that you have ahead of him. Because if he's in a position group that's loaded, and there are very few of those at Florida State, um, then you know obviously how important can he be? Well, and at some point there's a cutoff to where the impact yeah. you're going to make, even in a deep position group. Is, is much better than the next guy on the list. Like, yeah. for example, Fabian Love, it's going to be high on a lot of people's lists. Well, I love Fabian. Even though Malcolm Ray could come in in a pinch and do pretty good. Decent. The, yeah, Fabian's going to make an impact at a deep position. So there, there is a cutoff at some point. Yeah, it gets interesting. This this will be a more uh, intentional, uh, focused effort from your boy here. Okay. All right. I'm not going to lie. I've mailed it in on a couple of these top 40s in the past. <laughs> I've mailed it in. I just, uh, I, you didn't get my best effort every time. I'm, like, I'm telling the uh, okay. truth. Yes, I, I didn't run it out. No, I, I believe you didn't. There's a little Beltron <laughs> ground ball to second base in there. I, I just didn't run it out. I hate ground balls to second base. I'm not going to run. Yeah. That's well, that, I tried. Yeah. I tried. Yeah. But, you know, it's a long season. These are tight hammies. I can't run out everything. <laughs> we all know that kid. This ain't college. He's going to pick it up and throw it first. He's not going to not throw it the first. He's not going to bounce it. Yeah, you're Terrell at Auburn. He goes off his chest <laughs> and he walks over to pick the ball up. Mm -hmm. The PRP was there. You could have made the play at first if yeah. you know. You, remember when the coach if tells you, hustled? you, "Stay with it, stay with it. You got <laughs> it. It's a front of you. Stay with it." <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh, he's just gonna. Yeah. All right, he's gonna moonwalk yeah. over there. Put it in his back pocket. I see. Mm -hmm. All right, very well. We are down 15 to one. Yeah, that out is not that important. Although it's getting late." <laughs> It's, it's late like, out here, man. That was a four-hour game. That's a ridiculous game. Well, when you give up 21 runs, it's a miracle. It's not a six-hour game. When you don't pick up the baseball, you know what shortened the game? We kept getting picked off. That helps. <laughs> right. That really helped. Yeah. You know, when you're getting yeah. picked off, the innings aren't prolonged. That helps. Ball four, and somehow he's caught up between second and third, folks. Inexplicably. This will be the second out of the inning. That seems to be an indicator of somebody who doesn't give a damn to be here. Yeah, I wish an announcer would have said that. Like, we well, don't see that every day unless a guy doesn't care. Okay, the OO. <laughs> Time for the Yellowwood call to the bullpen. I, I got to give Eric credit, uh, Eric Llewellyn. I was driving down the road when that happened, and he got picked off. And I heard, yeah, and I, I'll never forget this. So you heard his call of that. Now I want to hear this. Well, it's hilarious because he clearly was looking down at his notes, getting ready for the next right. hitter. It's ball four. We're done here. Right, so all that 
remains to be done is the walk to first. So he's looking down at his notes to give you a stat on the next hitter or somebody for whatever he's going to do for Auburn. Because he gets caught off guard. He hears something in the stands, so he clearly – I mean, I know Eric, we're boys. So he, he looks up and sees that Terrell just got picked off, and he's incredulous. And it's not the first time that dumbass has been picked off in a way that is ridiculous. So there he is, and he's looking up, and he sees it, and he goes, well, and Terrell's just been picked off. I, I don't know. Uh, okay. That's uh, the second time today that uh, – <laughs> You can just tell tonight. You know, you can just tell. But that's where he is protecting the baseball team as much as he possibly can. Having worked the board a few times over the years, both T Block and and Eric were great at this. Mm. Where he'd say, uh, "Ground ball to short, lines it up, and throws it away, throws it away." So there'll be a runner on first here, <laughs> and you're just like, "Good." Instead of screaming at the kid, you, you can hear the frustration. So- but everybody knows that you just messed up. Mr. Shortstop. I got a funny story about that that I'll tell you about when we come back. It's Jeff Cambridge, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply jeff cameron show 93.3 real talk radio war chat tv gonna be with you Okay, so, uh, yeah, how about that? Very rarely seen. It's like an endangered uh, species uh, on the Jeff Cameron Show. A tease from a moment ago. Uh, I did it. Mark the time. 120, whatever that was, Tom. Make sure you mark the time. That was an official tease. The year of our Lord, 2022. There it is. So, uh, I done a little bit of uh, of color commentary for baseball over the years off and on. I even did play-by-play once, uh, but I also uh, did the PA. You guys know that, but old-timers know that. And uh, that hasn't happened in a long time. But not all that long ago, I was asked uh, by the university, by an individual who's no longer there, uh, to to perhaps consider uh, working with Eric and and, and doing some, uh, some baseball with him. Um, it was pitched to me, and uh, I I was kind of excited about it. I thought that'd be a good idea. We go back and forth, and, and and all of that. And I've got a great rapport with Eric, and have for years. And I love baseball. And uh, but the, but but a couple factors played into to me not doing that. And uh, the reason I bring that up, uh, yeah, okay, fine, humble brag. But the reason I bring that up is that it was uh, somebody said to me in the process, hey. You think, I mean, you do it on your show, uh, so so we think you could do it here, but you you wouldn't, like, mention that somebody sucks on the air, would you? You, would, you wouldn't. <laughs> it came up. Like, they wanted to know, would the things that I say about certain players 
uh, unique skills or lack thereof um, on my show, where it's a very different setting and format uh, than than doing um, work as an, in an official capacity for the university in calling games. And I said, of course I wouldn't. And they're like, well, you think you'd be all right with that? Because you think you'd handle a big moment, three to two, one out in the ninth, and kid boots a ball that's routine, and you wouldn't be like, and stone hands has cost us dearly. No, like you know, what would what would I do? I said, no, no, it's it's just a it's like a cloak you put on. You know, it's a switch. You know when you're working in this capacity as opposed to this capacity, and who you're working for. Now, eons ago, that wasn't always true, but that I can do that. I can, I can do that. When was this roughly five years ago? Uh, it was at the time that Tom Block stopped doing uh, baseball. Okay, all right. That's interesting, though, because then they would allow you to return to your daily show and mm. say those very things. Yeah. So the players would know that you would say those very things. It's just well, that it you wouldn't say it during the course of the, of the broadcast. It would have been very problematic. That's, that's an interesting thing. Well, no, I, I didn't. First of all, I saw the um, conflict. Uh, I was well out in front of the conflict in my head as the person was presenting this option. And I thought, I don't know, man. <laughs> I like what I do on a daily basis. Uh, I like, I mean, it's the show, you know, I've done, the, the show's the baby. I've been doing this for a long time. I've worked really hard to do this and I'm not, I don't want that compromised. You know, I don't, and right. so, there, so there was that. Like on Friday at 315, you're saying, I don't know why we roll suck-ass Jimmy Wilson out there in the eighth inning. Yeah. And then you have to give the stats for, all right, so Jimmy Wilson's going to pitch the eighth here for the Knowles. Yeah, and yeah. As you know, in his last three outings, people are going to know that. that oh, they're going to know, yeah. yeah, that you called him a suck-ass on Friday, yes. Um, three hours earlier. Yeah. Five hours earlier. Well, there was also that. There was also that, right? Like, the the I would have to leave town a lot, and I don't think that it would have been worth my while. Let's just put it that way. I don't think it would have been. And so, at that point, I was like, that's oh, a combination of things, but uh, no thanks. I'm flattered. Uh, and, and, and I do think I would have been uh, quite good at it, frankly. But that, that's neither here nor there. I do think that I would have been able to likely bite my tongue. It's much easier to bite my tongue for whatever reason if I feel the need to, say sensitive information, let's say, or not cursing, right, on this show uh, for, for whatever reason, um, then, then it would be if we had a kid who led the country in errors, for example. And I was doing games. I really, it pisses me off to watch somebody be incompetent in, in high-level games, in high-leverage situations. Now, I get people make mistakes, and I don't harp on those things, and it happens. But if you are one of the worst at your job, you know, you're, you're in the category of, well, if you look at the ACC stats, our starting shortstops last in the league in fielding percentage. Been a tough year for Johnny. The 2-2. You know, like that that can be tough. And I don't know that I would have been able to deliver that information because that's information that's vital. Like if a guy commits an error, you kind of have to point out that he does it a lot. On a home college baseball broadcast, I don't know. Well, here's why. If somebody just joins the broadcast and you gave up three unearned runs, they'd like to know that. And you say, well... Remember the last time in this situation we had two men on and we got a routine ground ball there, great pitch, locked him up, and uh, he just got kind of off the end of the bat there and uh, unfortunately play wasn't made and uh, next pitch was a double down the line. and That's uh, got us to where we are now, 4-1. to one. 
Notre Dame. That was Wilson's 15th error on the season. There you go. That's fine. Not ACC leading 15th error. That's that probably a little Wilson's much. That was Wilson's 15th error on the season, and uh, that leads the conference. Man. That is greater insight, don't you think? You kind of got to say that. Yeah, if it's a Westwood One broadcast of out in Omaha, sure. <laughs> on the home broadcast, uh, I don't know. In college, I don't know. Now, if it was the, the Braves broadcast, by all means, there's Dansby again. That's 21 errors now for Dansby through 112 games. He's on a record pace. <laughs> They're professionals. That is keep it going, though. It's right. usually just keep right. it going. Let's just move it along here. Change up in the dirt, two and two. I would – being the Pirates announcer would be the, the most difficult. I mean, we've we've lost a gazillion games in a row. And the worst thing is that, uh, you know, for the better part of the season, our starting pitchers have not been able to garner a victory. It was the stretch. We were the last team to have a starting pitcher get a win. A lot of weird circumstances. Guy leaves in the fifth up yeah. two and doesn't. These get, days, yeah. that's actually not as crazy. It's not as crazy, yeah. but but yeah. still, to be the last to have a starting pitcher get a win on the year, that's a toughie. That's a toughie. And so they frequently don't get wins. Not that they're all saddled with losses. They just aren't round long enough. They're not very good. Second time through the lineup usually costs them dearly. And having to hear Greg Brown and those guys try to sugarcoat that well looks like we're gonna go to the pen here in the third uh 78 pitches through three for quintana five runs on nine hits not his best stuff today we'll bring <laughs> you're like damn it man how many times has he had to say that that's that's what he says when they go to break yeah how many times nope. have i had to say this it's friday i've had to say this three times this week already <laughs> Oh, looks like they're going to bring in Dylan Peters. He's making his league-leading 17th appearance through 20 games. Uh, Folks, it's only <laughs> June 15th. Uh, I mean, that's a that's a toughie. But it's it's fun to think about, like, how would you handle these situations if you're broadcasting? Like, Gene always did such a good job, and, and these last years, how tough has it been to watch this football team and not make a snide comment? Like, think back to the Wake game. I believe Was that six turnovers or four? Well, any Wake game, really. But I, I, it was four or six, whatever it was. It was an exceedingly high number. Yeah. Uh, and it was frustrating because it you had... Fumble at the goal line. Uh, yes, yes, yeah. Interception. You had a lot. You had a lot. The first play after we get one, that oh, was the, yeah. the unlucky fumble. You had the fumble from a guy that typically doesn't And then we fumble, benched him, man. which was, uh, that was wrong. What are you doing? You give him the ball the next. You play. forgot about that. You just reminded yourself of that, and then you were like, "Damn it!" You got no, mad right there. Well, I, I was mad. I, that's I actually, was mad in the moment. I was more mad after that game than I was Jay State in a weird way. Well, because that's fundamentally and philosophically stupid. Well, and also it was we we're going to ride the hot hand. Like, what? what? What hot hand? Not neither hands are hot. No. So pick one. Ice cold. They're throwing with frozen hands. How about we? How about we start the guy with a working foot? All <laughs> right. That's that's a good idea. Two of them. Yeah. Both feet work. I'm going to start him, just in case he gets in a bit of a pickle. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV on a Balls McWednesday. Hope you're well. Hope you're doing really well. I, uh, I, I, 
think, I think most of you are hanging in there, getting through June together. Pretty much getting through June together is what we're doing. I alluded to it. I'll go back to it now because it's something to revel in. And yes, I'll give you some prize picks. Look, you degenerates, and I use that term endearingly. I will get to the prize picks and some other uh, golf action that I got. I see on the chat, Birkin. Uh, this is a, I love that course. Have you watched the, the preview up there in Boston? It is beautiful. I want to play that course. Yeah, a fair amount of it. Not enough to handicap it and set my lineups and stuff yet. But. Well, get what the hell you waiting on. Tomorrow's Thursday, baby. They're teeing off. Hey, man, we've had a commitment. It's been a busy week. <laughs> you better get to locking it in. Let's lock it in. We've got the U.S. Open. It's been a week of meetings, you know? It's our national championship. Our national championship. <laughs> I will, um, yeah, no, I, I we have had a bunch of those. Um, <clears throat> there you go. The NCAA visited the University of Miami campus last week to gather information about the topic of name, image, and likeness, better known as NIL, as it pertains to the Miami Hurricanes and their roster. Miami, the University of, confirmed that today. Miami attorney and prominent Hurricanes booster John Ruiz told the Herald on Tuesday that he spoke on Friday with a gentleman and two females, quote-unquote, from the NCAA. Wait, what? He called them females. I, I spoke with a gentleman and, and two, two females. females. Oh, dear God. This guy's already 0 for 1 and he hasn't even started talking. I spoke to this dude and these two chicks that came down from the NCAA. Uh, anyhow, it was a dialogue between numerous people on campus here in Coral Gables. Ruiz told the Miami Herald in a story that was first reported by Sports Illustrated that the meeting lasted a little over an hour, and he thought that it was cordial. They're setting you up. Johnny boy, they're setting you up. They're always cordial in the beginning. You ever watch these interrogations? Well, good, good of you. you. You need a drink? You need anything here? You want you want a Twinkie? Anything? It's, it's always cordial. You're cold? You want a jacket? <laughs> here, take mine. Yeah. Well, Bob, can you get him? Can you get John a drink? What, what was that again? Pepsi or Coke? We have both. I was asked by the university to go discuss how I put my deals together. It was more big picture. I don't think it was really anything accusatory, you know? It wasn't any sort of, I got you, or I'm going to get you. I actually enjoyed the meeting. When asked if the NCAA had initiated an inquiry into the University of Miami's NIL-related deals, Miami Assistant Athletic Director for Communications, Cameron Jorby, released the following statement. Now, if you are asked to comment on something and instead you send over a released prepared statement, doesn't that already kind of tell you they're a little dicey, a little nervous, a little nervous? Most of the time you're not nervous. You're like, what? What is it? What, what do we want? What do you want? Come on. What you got? Ask, ask away. Ask away. Oh, okay. You, you, all right. Gotcha. We're, we'll be sending over a statement. Will that suffice? Uh, so that's what Gorby said. Uh, like our peer institutions around the country. Oh, now we're bringing everybody oh, in. Here no. we go. Here we go. This guy's got 11 years of experience. I looked him up. That's why you brought him in. Yeah, 11 years. By the way, 
when you when you say your peer institutions there, this is uh, that's called deflection. <laughs> we're, we're not talking about us. We're talking about everybody. He's got short patience. He's worked the last eleven years with Miami football. I mean, that's that's a toughie. Like our peer institutions around the country, the University of Miami communicates with the NCAA to ensure compliance with applicable NCAA rules. <laughs> oh, that's fun. Per NCAA rules, and in order to maintain the integrity of the review. See, now let me parse that for you. We're doing them a favor. We'd like the integrity of this review to be held in place. I don't want anything to happen that wouldn't allow you full access to the information you need. Here at the University of Miami, we'll not only give you said information, but we'll ensure the integrity of the review remains intact. No funny stuff around here. We got you covered. We respect the institution. That's what he's trying to. As he writes the word or types the word integrity, he does the Anthony Michael Hall hits himself in the arm saying, you've done it. Yeah. You've done it. So, so, so here you go. Per NCAA rules and in order to maintain the integrity of the review, the university cannot comment any further on the specifics of what was asked. I, I, I would love to help you. Now, you understand, Miami Herald and anybody else that's asking, if it were up to me, I would let loose with a flood of insight and information to help you with your article or anything you may want to know about what's happening here at the university with the NIL deals and loudmouth John Ruiz. We would be happy to do that. But alas, my hands are tied. My hands are tied. What do you want me to do? I The integrity of the review would be complicated, and I we can't have that. It was, no, the integrity is too important. That's not how we operate at Miami. We maintain the integrity of the review so that the NCAA can do their job. We all want the NCAA. We all want the same thing. Uh, our peer institutions, uh, fellow members of the ACC, we all want the same thing. We want what's best for the sport. We want what's best for these kids. And if I were to just pop off and answer all these questions the way you would like me to, these kids, these kids could be affected in a deleterious manner. And I, I won't have it. Meanwhile, there's a group text with a lot of high-ranking Miami officials and boosters in which this gentleman or the athletic director himself is asking, will somebody tell John to shut up? Please? Somebody must. Who can get to John to tell him to stop talking? Yeah. We don't want him to stop giving, but we do right. want him to stop talking. Admittedly, it's a fine line. <laughs> you don't want to piss him off. It's sort of a pay-for-play situation. But, I mean, he's talking to media outlets. Oh, I think it was a great meeting. In fact, no, nobody's accusing anybody of anything. He's talking to the free world on Twitter every time he does it. Who are you trying to convince, John? Uh, yeah. So anyhow, this is this is where we're at. And um, Ruiz went on to say, "This is good." He told the Herald that he signed about 115 athletes to a combined NIL payroll somewhere between seven million dollars or so uh, for the year. Again. Yeah, with two-year deals being the lengthiest of those deals to promote his companies, Life Wallet and Cigarette Racing Team. When I saw Cigarette Racing Team, I went, but of course. I mean, that is how good is that? Cigarette Racing Team. That is so good. Cigarette boats. You've seen. Uh, they run oh, drugs. They run uh, drugs. Yeah. <laughs> it's, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yeah. You're not, you're not tying this. Oh, I, no, you, you, no. whatever inference you think. Okay. Yeah, but I'm right. saying cigarette boats, they run drugs. They used them for years uh, but, to run coke and, uh, and such out of Miami. Again, again, 
you don't divulge the numbers. That's how you get other players to dip into your players' pockets. You didn't learn this from the basketball example, did you, John? Yeah. No, and it's also an interesting time for John and all of the others that uh, <clears throat> are efforting to help Miami as the business is being investigated and a lot, a lot of interesting things that uh, perhaps suggest they're I mean, it's only seven million. House Max, of Cards is crumbling a little. One hundred fifty players, seven mil. Max two years. You know, my the biggest signing bonus man, I ever gave anybody was a quarter mil. Let me, I mean, let, listen know. to this, man. This is amazing, right? Um, the the money. I'm going back to this number. Let me look up this number. I, this is unbelievable. The Kansas State kid that they got the transfer, the uh, the Nigel uh, Pack kid. That this is like live golf. They gave that kid four hundred grand to come play at Miami. What the hell does he think that's going to do? You think Miami's going to win the national championship because the kid from K State came over for four hundred grand? Pack it up, pack it in. That's crazy. Four hundred grand a year. Look, he's a nice player, but Jesus, he didn't sign Jordan. What are we doing? That's in. That's nuts. And you pissed off Isaiah Wong. Great job. Because even though he's coming back, now you got a problem in the locker room. Oh, sure. Now you've got a problem. Anytime there's a hard foul between one of those two players in a scrimmage. Got to call it a hard foul. That's it. They're going to call it overpaid mother peeper. And there you go. Now you got to fight because of John Ruiz. I also just like that publicly this whole thing created a situation by which we could see into the soul and hearts and mind of Isaiah Wong. <laughs> who thinks he's a lot better than he is. I was like, my man, who are you trying to hold hostage? People aren't like... Knocking down Miami's door to get you to transfer in. He he sure thought that was about to happen. Yep. And Pac's going to put a $100 bill at the top of the key and say, come on, if you could score on me. What's in that envelope? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> come on, first to three. First to three. One-pointers only. Oh, could good. be yours. It's Jeff Cameron, Show 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. Yeah, I should probably be talking, but I'm looking something up. Bear with me. Good song. Uh, Chef Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio. And War Chant TV. And if you would, uh, hit that thumbs up, hit that like, all that good stuff. Uh, we do have a report that uh, Eric Backich, the uh, coach at Michigan, Michigan Baseball, he's done a really good job there, uh, is going to is gonna head to Clemson. This is good news for Florida State. Hey, that's a good tea leaf right there to read. Yeah, I thought this would happen. Um, not necessarily that uh, uh, Bakich would leave Michigan for Clemson, but Clemson – so let me get you guys caught up on this, all right? And there's a lot of speculative information out there, but I, I can get a little bit closer to you here. Um, basically – Everything about what happened here last week in regards to Mike Martin Jr. being fired uh, was sped up because the, the, the word in the, on the street in the college baseball world was that Clemson, and this goes back two weeks, was in the market for a head coach. They were going to make a run, and they wanted a name, and they wanted, they wanted to bring in somebody that um, – would make a splash for their fans. And it's kind of interesting because Clemson hasn't really invested all that much in their baseball program. But uh, there it was, right? And when that came out, I think certainly the die was cast. I think Meat was in real trouble at that point because it meant that if you were going to get Link, you needed to go. You needed to go now. 
you needed to make a decision and get off your ass. Um, and so what they did do was they moved on. And when they did that, obviously they knew immediately that the speculation would be that they would go after Link Jarrett, and they'd be foolish not to do that. And so that is absolutely what they're doing. Uh, and, you know, I think to some degree all of this gets put on hold because obviously Notre Dame's still playing, and they, they went and upset the number one team in the country in Knoxville, which prolongs the situation. Um, Clemson, to me, now I'm just looking at this. You said it just a moment ago, Tom. If you're, if you're reading the tea leaves – Clemson wanted Jarrett. They just hired Backage. That's good news. That's really good news. I feel good about that news, Tom. You like that news? I like that news. That's good news. It's pretty good news. Real good news. So, listen, he's a good coach. And, um, you know, that's a, that's a guy whose name was kicked around that if Link Jarrett didn't want the job, maybe Florida State should go after him. And there was some thought that if Link Jarrett didn't want the Florida State job, maybe Florida State would go after him. And today he signed with Clemson. As long feels as feels like good news. As long as something screwy doesn't happen where an SEC school fires their baseball coach in the next couple of weeks, I feel pretty good about this. But if they went O two and Q, that'd be great too, right? Notre Dame, O two, get it done. Yeah, go ahead and get get up out of there. I mean, I'm not really gonna be antsy about this. Put some pledge on the podium. I'm not really going to be antsy about this. I, I, I think uh, Florida State's in a, in a real good position. Um, and, and that's fine. That's fine. Hour number two, forthcoming. Stay with us. Jeff Cameron, show 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV.